Welcome to the Axis Effect Podcast, where you'll hear the most compelling, provocative, and real conversations with industry leaders and innovators in tech, sports, and entertainment with our host and CEO of well-known PR firm, Axis Entertainment, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller. I'm here with my co-host, Marjorie DeHay. Super excited to have our guest, Peter Sisson. I got that. <laughs> you got it right. I'm certified. I'm trying to certify my enunciation today. Oh my God. I so love having you on this show. We've just been chatting prior to the podcast and I've three times in a row, you and I have been missing each other in our travels, but welcome to the show. I'm so glad to be here, Sarah. It's really a pleasure. So let's talk about some fake news for a minute. Let's talk about fake news. It's all, I mean, there's so much, we're in the holidays. I know I'm going to speak for me and Marjorie. Oh my God, every time I'm with my friends or I'm like two blocks away, Chase, is this your charge? Is this your charge? There's so much fake bullshit out there, but I love that you are certifying the media of what's fake and what's not. You're using technology. And so let's talk a little bit about certify it. Let's see. I, I, it just took me a second. I want yeah, to talk it, about it, this because I want to talk about the advanced technology innovation behind this and then how we're applying this to real life, because I know right now everybody's just in a fraud velocity with their credit cards, with what they're seeing. I've actually sent a few stupid things to my tech guy who does our social and everything and our websites. And I'm like, David, can you do and log the city? He's like, what the hell? This is fake. This isn't even legit, but it looks so real. I didn't open it. I just hit forward, take care of it. So I think it's getting harder to really verify what is legit and what's not legit, not just from, you know, business, banking, finance, but I want to drill down on this. How do we know what kids are opening and what's legit for them? Because I'm only saying that because Marjorie has a beautiful little blonde 11-year-old breaker. Uh She was a small, squishy little baby. And I know it's always a big issue for her as well. So I want to let's talk about what is certified and how do we protect ourselves from all this from CEOs down to kids? I'll start by talking a little bit more about the problem. I mean, I I think many of us are old enough to remember the Nigerian print scams of the early email. He just asked me for a few million dollars. He's going to send me a car. That's legit. (laughs) Exactly. And that's just everything is now Nigerian princes and different masks and costumes. And so that's one part of it is online, the ability to fake an identity is easier than ever. So you don't know really who you're talking to. And then, you know, the whole news aspect, people can manipulate video to make it show things that never happened. I remember videos circulating in 2016 and 2020 that showed candidates saying things they never said. And with now, with the on lot of these new AI tools just went in public domain, like you know, open AI products like ChatGPT and Dali, where you can now describe a picture that you want and it will make it photorealistically. So you can literally make anything happen by describing it and you will get a photo that's pretty hard to tell that it's not real. You can tell pretty much now, but The issue is what's going to happen in five years. We know how technology is. This stuff is just going to get better. They're going to be able to make movies, not just stills. 
And then they're going to show people doing things that never happened. And then what is real? So there's two approaches to fighting bakery. One is ex post facto. Okay. You look at it and you do forensics, right? And that's the current approach that the news uses. And that's why you'll see news say not yet verified if they show something from Ukraine or, or, you know, cause they just haven't had a chance to confirm it and they get fooled. There have been videos of stuff in Ukraine and stuff all around the world that have been aired that were never actually true. And I'll ask you a question first. Okay, we've been fighting the war against spam for 20, 30 years now. Have we won? No. No. It's, but the reason was because, you know, I always joke around like smartphones, smart computers, smart technology. My house is a smart house. The smarter our technology becomes, the dumber we become because we take it for granted, but then the smarter the hackers become. So it's just a constant revolving velocity. The better technology, better hackers. Gotta always stay better hackers. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's an arms race. It's an arms but, race. But, 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 and I believe it's an, un, it's well, an unwinnable it's, arms it's, race. It's, nothing's winnable. You talk about like, you know, the whole what's certifiable. And I love that you brought the social up because you see on social Instagram, I'm a blue check mark. I'm certified. Twitter, I'm certified. I just certify myself. Well, because you're a celebrity or a high profile person, this is legit. You're the real. And I know it's like, it's, you know, they have to do that. Like I have on, and we, I don't really, it's not really active, but our agency, you know, because, you know, we have a PR firm. I have access entertainment official because I started having people and more because be honest, I mean, yes, we're very badass PR firm and note and well-known, but I'm, I'm not, you know, a celebrity, not Kim Kardashian. I'm not, you know, Angelina Jolie. I don't need that certification. I am an agency and I still hit the same issues. So I had to certify that. And then NFTs came in the market. We got past the whole social certification. You want to go on a dating site to a scammer fisher, that's on you. But then we moved into JPEGs and JPEGs are now NFTs and you can't post that, you know, NFT, I own that. It's just a JPEG. I can screenshot anything I want. How do you know what's legit? So I'm so obsessed with the whole security around AI and what you're doing because we have security on, it's not just in our home. It's not just what's legit. It's not just banking. It's not what we do. We're looking at social, what's new and trending. We're looking at digital media, hard media, banking, every footprint we step we make, we are leaving crumbs of where we are, who we are. We are on lockdown. Our credit's on lockdown. People still go into the dark web and steal people's identity. You breathe and it's stealable. This is what is so interesting to me because we had, I, I guess I can mention his name. I don't know if I can mention his name. He's one of the top ethical hackers. Sorry, but if both of your microwaves go on in a few minutes, I know Raphael's listening and he programmed it from a yeah. But he's like, it doesn't matter. There's, he goes, it's not about the certifying and security. They're white hat, white hat. White hat. Is he, but, but he is just yeah. called back to headquarters, which we all know what headquarters in CA to do stuff. He was the one on that one with Ollie on Snowden. Here's how it's formalistic. Mm -hmm. His comment, and he's on season one, I think, the best thing he ever said. We're not the smart guys. This is dumb people like you. Every time you go online, log in, open your computer, type an email, you're hackable. And this is what he told me. He goes, you have passwords. Everything is memorized to make your life easy. You're the reason why you get hacked, not the hackers, because most humans aren't as smart. Yes, and I mean, this is what yes and no. I mean, so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to challenge a little bit. Absolutely is correct. Kavya Amtor. Most of us are victims of our own mistakes when it comes to online hacking and, and being defrauded. You know, uh, certainly buyer beware and being extra cautious is, is more important than ever. But, you know, there's, I wouldn't, I think, I, I don't want to underestimate the intelligence of the audience. <laughs> and in that, these tools are very sophisticated. I mean, I'm a, I have a computer science master's from Stanford and I've been doing building software for 30 years, I still get fooled. Okay. So there are, uh, the issue is how sophisticated some of these hacks have come. And so, you know, sort of getting back into this arms race, this whole mess that we're talking about, the conclusion I came to is that there is no way to ex post facto determine if something's true or not, that that's an unwinnable arms race, that it's like fighting spam. And so the way Certify It works, it's simply an app that you ask someone else to use to prove something to you if you don't in a situation where there's a lack of trust because the app will force them to record a video and it will force them to locate the video with 150 feet of where they are at that moment and it will force them to identify themselves via the phone number that they use to create the video. So you know the identity of the phone number. That's as far as we got. We're working with a partner to translate that into personal identity and then ask them to do it. And then the app records it. It it doesn't go into your camera. It's not using your photos. So the app records it, encrypts it, and shoots it up onto our server where you can never alter it again. You can't even alter your own video. Now you can edit it before you send it by trimming it. But once you've sent it to our server, it's on a link, it's on a leash. Think of it like a dog on a leash. And the only way you can play it is by having access to the leash, which is the link. If you play it any other way, maybe by downloading it from the link and then altering it, well, the system knows that because then it's not going to be coming from that link anymore. Every video plays from the certify it link. And if you don't see it playing from that link, it's not real. So it's just like the way you stream video today. Sometimes you get a link and you stream it from a video. Sometimes you get sent a bit that video file and you got to wait for it to download, right? So we're like, those big fat video files that you can download, that's the danger because people turn that fodder into fake news. They edit and slice and dice and recreate. Is it just video? Is it because I know it was on Snapchat and somebody reached out. I don't know who it was a stranger. I just hit decline to ignore. And it said, ask to verify. I'm like, is this Snapchat? Why would I do that? So I just, I mean, I deleted, I ignored it. I mean, it's photos and video. So if I'm getting... We transfer. Here's a video or here's a bunch of photos. Well, I know that's a big We step. actually, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but actually we don't even do photos because we've all seen even a real photo that catches a moment at just a certain time that it makes it look like something's happening that's not. And so the minimum you can record is half a second. So you can do half a second, but it's going to have lots of frames And that's important because those lots of frames, it becomes harder and harder to fake lots and lots of frames, right? The longer the video. But just think of it as a a tool to record a video and share it with a link. 
And whoever receives it on that link knows that it hasn't been altered. They know the exact date, they know the exact time, and they know the exact location. And so the use cases are abundant. So let's say you're dating someone on Hinge or Tinder, and you're getting up to the point where, okay, I think we're ready to maybe go meet for dinner, or maybe I'll come over or you'll come over. So just to be, I just want to be extra sure. Do you mind just sending me a certified video of yourself? And if you're afraid to reveal your home, just go out in the street somewhere. Just show me. a And it forces the person to show you what they actually look like that day, that minute, wherever they are at that moment. And you'll be surprised how that could chill the aspirations of of many men when they actually have to reveal who they are in the real deal or women as well. And so I think that's just one use case where you could ask for it. You could, I use it like, so you're buying something on Etsy or an Amazon store or on eBay, and they have all these pictures and claims, let's say it's a Roomba. And they say, oh, it's spanking new, great condition, works great. And you say, cool, I'm ready to buy it. Hey, just send me a little certified video of it. Show me it doing its stuff, right? Show me it, you know. And if they can't send you that video showing you that the product actually works as promised, then don't buy it. And so it's a very hard thing to take to market because it's something where you have to get people to change their behavior and say, I'm going to start using this tool to protect myself. So in going back to the point you mentioned very early, Sarah, that it's, you know, it's up to us. We're the stupid ones. If that's the case, this is just another quiver in your arrow carer. I, I, that's an old one. I don't a quiver in your arrow pack. I don't know what they called what you pulled your arrows in. But anyway, another tool in your chest to validate and verify that somebody or something is real. Think about ho- the travel applications. I, I went on a trip to Italy a couple of years ago, and I have a video of it where the website and booking.com, five stars, beautiful rooms. The picture is incredible. It was 100% fake. I got into a dingy, like three-star walk-up hotel that was nothing like advertised in, in high August, meaning there was nothing else available. And if I had said, hey, guys, just send me a video of that room yeah. before I fly over there. And then I'll do one more final use case and just to jog people's ideas is fake reviews, okay? Fake reviews, $200 billion a year of business are steered toward fraudsters rather than legitimate sellers due to fake reviews. There have been statistics uh, I've read that reviews on TripAdvisor, as many as four-fifths of them are fake. And I talked to uh, uh, Amazon seller who is a major seller. He does a couple million dollars a year. He says fake reviews. He can literally count out the about $200,000 a year for him of losses due to his competitors coming in and writing fake reviews about his products. It's just a wild west. And so that's, you know, for travel reviews, one of the things that we're going to reach out to the booking sites with is a way to validate that the person writing the review is actually there. 
which we can do. Right now, these reviews are written by people hire review farms in China to just jam out anonymous reviews from all sorts of fake people. They're, they're factories that people pay hundreds of million dollars to generate these reviews. It's a massive business. And when there's $200 billion a year of business at stake, of course, it's a massive business. And so the thing I love about it is I, I'm a computer scientist guy who tried to make this really complicated and fancy and AI and blah, blah, blah. And all it is, is it records a video and uploads it so you can't change it. Just so I'm clear on this, I could be on a ski trip and I could take a stupid video of us, you know, snowboarding or whatever, and I could send it to Marjorie. No, Marjorie, oh my God, check this yep. out. Like, check out the cute guy, maybe whatever. She could say, yeah, that's not a cute guy. That's not who you said he is. That's not somebody we know. That's not you. And she could literally go back, verify you're at this place location, and that's really you. I mean, it's that simple if we're going to dumb it down to everyday stuff. Yeah. Only you, it's that simple. You, If you ask someone to send you, talk about, I mean, this is not going to be popular with kids, but it will be with parents potentially. You can put your kid on the spot. You can say, Jimmy. So you say you're over at Susie's, just send me a little certified video right now, just really quick. That kid is going to reveal his location, his time, and the date, and he can't get around it. You can't get around it. But this is an app download. So Marjorie could download this. Yeah, you have the app. Undo it. And then if Riker's like, hey, I'm going to go da da da. So anybody, this is not just a corporate level. Anybody could use it, especially parents. Right now, as of right now, it's GA for people to use. It's in the in the app store. We don't have it on Android yet because Android is a lot harder, honestly, to secure. But we with with Apple security, we can prevent the hacks that would be possible that we're trying to figure out how to solve on Android. But yeah, this app, Certify It, like it sounds, is available in the Apple App Store. You download it, and it's dead simple. I mean, <laughs> you it. it you, I don't think anyone find it confusing. It has a camera and then it has a sharing screen where you share the videos and it has a little catalog of all the videos you recorded. And then you shared a link before, like you share YouTube video, like you share YouTube videos by sharing links all the time. Same thing. Now, while this app does is it generates a little link and you share that link just like you would share a YouTube video or any other video. Just like you can't go in and edit that YouTube video, but you can't go in and edit that certified video. So it's a really, it's, it's, it's almost too simple, but it works because it's, you, you know, never can get access to the file and you can't alter it and you can't upload it unless we validate your location, time and date. And we do tricks to do because you can change the time on your phone, but we know where our servers are. We know your location. We know the time zones you're in and we're in, and we can do the math from our server time to figure out what your actual server time is. Our servers are in, well, they're in Amazon. So let's say they're in Seattle. So we're in Pacific time. And you say that it's 3 p.m. Pacific time, but you're on the East Coast then we know, well, no, it isn't. It's actually 12 Pacific. It's 3 p.m. Eastern. You know, just what, just to always be able to, it forces transparency and transparency limits bad behavior. I have so many questions. I'm going to let Marjorie go because I got a question on this for government 
for police. I mean, you know, for so I, I'm going to go down that road. I know Marjorie's an attorney as well, so she'll understand that. But Marjorie, I know there's a question in here about children and parents somewhere. Well, actually, I I know there are, and I like how they use for parents. But what I kind of wanted to shift into is like the deep fake videos and journalism, because we were talking a little bit about politics and how things have come out where politicians said something and then that really didn't happen. And I always find that fraud tends to go up right when we head up to a presidential election. It seems like there's fraud advertising, there's fraud. So I feel like your product would be fabulous, like if every journalist use it, because it would really create right. a truth. That that would be, you know, so we've set ourselves up with kind of a goal of being more like, you know, the good housekeeping seal of approval. So the company is set up as a public benefit corporation. So we are for profit, yeah. but we're public benefit. And this is a new type of corporation you can do out of Delaware. You may have heard of Benefit Corps. Yeah. This is actually... Delaware went ahead and said, let's actually put that into corporate law as an option. So a Delaware C Corp, that's just lingo for what so most corporations are, are so that get publicly are traded. B Corp, so you're a B Corp. I'd send the circle B out. Well, or no, we're actually, we're, it's an even higher level. It's called a Delaware PBC, a public benefit corporation. And so written into our mission and bylaws is our mission to you know, promote facts and prevent fakery and, and promote honesty and truth on the internet and protect privacy. Right? So we're, we're, our investors are angel investors, but we don't have any big VC money because VCs tend to want to sort of, uh, you're just one in a portfolio where they're maximizing the overall return. They don't really care so much about you. So I have, you know, mission driven angels who believe in, in the company who have backed us to $850,000 so far which has been plenty to build the software and bring it to market. And now we're just trying to make people aware that this tool exists so that if you are in a situation where you don't trust the person on the other end, you put it on them to prove it to you. Whatever it is, that what they're selling is real, that they are where they say they are, that the room you're about to rent looks like. Think about Airbnb use cases, right? And, I, and so the idea for us as a strategy is to go to these corporates like Airbnb and Booking.com and get them to offer the tool on their platforms, which is good for them because it reduces their exposure. And it's good for their customers because it reduces their chances of being defrauded. But we're, we literally, the product just came out. It just got approved by Apple last month. So now we're off to the races to, to try and get the word out. How are you guys using this? Actually, I have two questions here. So much here to talk about. How are you guys using this in the sense of, to Marjorie's point with the politics, you know, obviously there's a lot of people being indicted in the whole crypto world right now. I know that FTX scandal. Well, no, I wasn't there. I didn't do that. Well, do you have proof of where you were? Well, here's photos where I were. It shows me that I'm in New York at, you know, Bergdorf Goodman's shoe department. So how could I have been doing this over here? But I know you don't do photos. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know if this is something that you're already working on that, you know, where the CIA, FBI, the government, Homeland Security. This seems like such a brilliant thing for the legal industry to use to really prove where people are, what they're doing when they say they're not doing it or doing it. That's a great it's a great, you're just getting my gears spinning, Sarah, because there are lots of other, you know, think about insurance claims. 
So, you know, they rely on you to take pictures and document stuff, and they probably have to do forensics of their own to figure out if they're real. If they just said, you certify it, then that problem is solved because the person uses certify it and sends them the link. And and that the idea is we want to be, we don't want to be affiliated with any one company. We want to be sort of this standalone public benefit service that everybody trusts. That's a huge battle, right? A huge battle to earn that spot. But that's the spot that we hope to get to. And to Marjorie's question about politics and the upcoming elections, I'm talking to Miles O'Brien, the former CNN host and anchor who is now at PBS NewsHour to help me bring this into CNN as a tool. They used to have something called iReport, where citizens could report the news. And that quickly, <laughs> they learned the dangers of letting citizens upload loose files very quickly. And they they had to shut it down by 2000. 15, after breaking some news, actually news about Steve Jobs' death that was fake news that had been uploaded to their high report site. So we're going to them saying, okay, 2.0, let's try this again with Certify It, where the people can't screw with the videos, they can't upload, it has to be real. And so the idea would be the dream scenario on that reporting front is to that citizens start to know that certify is the go to if you want something to be aired by the media, because they will know that it's they don't have to do the forensics. They can send it straight to air. And what is television media's biggest problem, like television news's biggest problem right now, particularly local news, is that. People see stuff on the internet four hours before it shows up on your local news. I mean, because local news is still rolling those vans with the curly Q antennas and the and the film crews. And we don't, meanwhile, everybody else is there with the smartphone. And so that's a whole other thing that's about to change is television cameras. Why? An iPhone 14 can produce a NTSC quality video ready to air. CNN already uses them for their C-roll footage. So we're headed to a world where everything's going to be on your phone, even television news reporting. And so we've got to find a way to lock that down. Well, that's why when there's like when there's night crawlers, they call them, call them night crawlers, they're out there roaming around. And when they hear on the scanners, they film it. They sell that to the station for money. And it's, it's, and I love this. Right. From Margie's point. There's over $78 billion a year of economic losses in media, business, healthcare, politics, and finance from misinformation campaigns. But then I'm looking, if I'm clicking over to fake reviews, it's $152 billion a year in losses, e-commerce spend by fake reviews, botnecks, click farms. There's always a clickbait on all the reviews for hire. So I'm not going to talk about the products in a second. You don't do photos. So I understand the whole video. I know in Trotto, because as a PR firm, two of the press release wires we use is through Entrado. I go through so much security to verify press releases. We can't attach logos, videos, and it just the release alone goes through it because Global News Watch is bought NASDAQ now oversees that with Entrado because they can't, I can't just put a press release out saying something to manipulate the market. It got so bad. They now hit the print side 
of press releases. You're handling the video side of all of this. But a lot of this people sitting in. Yeah, I want to clarify one thing, though. Sorry to interrupt, Sarah, but we are doing photos. Okay. A video is just a bunch is, you know, 60 photos a second or 30 photos a second. And so the reason the, the news people are okay with the video is that now they have 40, 50, 70 frames, and then they'll go through and pick the exact frame they like to use for the photo. So think of video as just a way to send a photo burst that yeah. gives them lots of photos to choose from. In that sense, we still support photos. Once you get that video, you can stream the video or you can screenshot the best shot of all of the frames in that video and use that as your photo. And that'll be an HD 1080p photo. So your your point is well taken, but I just want to clarify that they have tools that will allow them to extract the photos from the videos. Yeah, but and in Apple, fact, but lots Apple, of videos. But I have a 13 Pro and I know for a fact there's certain ways I might have forgot it is. I think the cinematic or the time lapse, I could literally base on HD on my phone. I could take it with my phone and it's a photo. But if you look at it, it gives you the move. Like a burst, yeah. a live burst. Live photo. Live photo. Yeah. And That's I exactly the same concept. So I could send you a photo because most of the photos I send, and it gives you a little bit of quick three second movement or a half second. And then I could pick from a standard photo on my phone. I took a photo. And then I could go into that photo and see every minutia that went into yep. that photo. That is almost the same as a video, but it is a photo. Right, it is. And so a photo has become a video. I mean, it is in a live photo, an Apple live photo is a half a second video of which you can pick the best frame and which of which it uses AI to pick what it thinks is the best frame and suggest that frame. But yeah, so in terms of think of us is just like a live photo that you can make longer. The minimum for us is half a second, but it, you can hold the button down and make it longer. So let me ask you a question on, um, besides a little music interlude there on your website. Yeah, that, it's not... I, <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to play that video? Oh, like, that's the one about products, I think. <laughs> Isn't it cute music? It is. I was like, that's our new podcast music. I may have to like borrow that for a podcast. I do like it. But the thing is, though, is how do you prevent the fake reviews then? Because I know for a while there, when people do deserve bad reviews, and I know Marge and I've had this discussion, but I think Marge, you told me this. If it was three or under three stars with a Yelp, whatever, the vendors can remove that now, right? So how do you oh, contest it? Yeah. So how do you prevent the fake? People remove bad reviews ones? all the time. Yeah. So it, the way it's really going to work for, I think in, in the case of review fraud, it's going to be, in our case, location-based products, meaning travel, restaurants, things like that. And the Distinction that we'll be able to offer is that because the app won't let you post without revealing your location, we're going to use that technology for the reviewer on a travel site to confirm that they're at that location before they're allowed to review it. Now, the trip advisors of the world will say, well, not everyone's going to want to do that. 
and fine. So then create a certified level of review. So now you've got just like a, a Twitter blue star or blue check or whatever. So now you know that this video is recorded or this, this you know, because they are talking about moving to video reviews, which we could support, but to the extent that they just want the person to be able to prove they were there to certify it before they write their review, then we can integrate an AP, through an API the ability for their app to confirm location using our the stuff we do before the person can post. So if it says I'm in Guangzhou, China, then sorry, you cannot review whatever's hot in New York these days. <laughs> but you know, whatever great restaurant you want to review, you can't review it because it says you're in Guangzhou and guess what? You need to be at the restaurant to review it. And which seems like a pretty simple request, but it's not enforced for any uh, open table. It's not enforced on any travel site. So any review, anyone can come in and write a review and say anything they want. I think this is a big issue because I, mean, I use VRBO a lot. My travels, I use mm. it a lot. And I got in a situation like you, I thought it was a really great place. I got them like, are you kidding me? This is even, I could even stay there for one night. So I was on and I got lucky when I was down in Miraflores a few weeks ago for Thanksgiving. It wasn't what they said. I emailed the guy and the owner refunded the money back, was super good about it. I got very lucky at that time. My right. But you still had the disruption to your vacation. Well, I was there on business. So it was more a disruption of because I was there on a mm-hmm. business with the client. But the problem is, is I do see why Airbnb and VRBOs, because you want to be sure the fake photos and stuff. I would think Amazon over 509 billion losses in fake product reviews. People do so much fake reviews, they get money back, they didn't receive it, they scammed it. You can't really take a video of a package you didn't get, your empty front door is empty. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I can say this is broken. I can say if I was super uber white hat, I took apart a Roomba, took all the insides out to put in something else. And then I said, hey, it's empty, it doesn't work. We'll show us a video. I do get how this would work. I think I have a big discount, but mm-hmm. I have to figure out why isn't Amazon? Yes, I get prime client and case study for this. They get so many people with money losses and stuff that's broken. And you could say you didn't like it, you broke it, but I'm still disconnecting how I can't really stop the bots. I can't really say, hey, you know what, Peter? Look at there's a bit at my front door. FedEx didn't come there. I mean, there's so much scam and fraud out there that I just I think it's so hard to really catch all of it. And then we I love certify it. I huge fan, but it doesn't quite help when we find our social security, our data births, and our credit cards on the dark web. Oh yeah, cards. yeah, hundred percent. So the problem the, 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 the well, so, yeah, and I think that's the important thing to point out here is this problem is so massive that we are trying to pick off one piece of this whole mess and just do that one piece right. So we are not the be all and end all to you know, restore the Internet to 100 percent trust. We are simply a tool for consumers when they're in doubt to get proof of something from a remote person that they're doing business with or any uh, stranger, profile fraud, dating sites, as I said, kids, where are they? Where are my kids right now? All of these kind of use cases that have to do with proving something happened, proving that you were somewhere 
like, hey, I want to make sure you go straight to school. Send me a certified video once you get there. I mean, it sounds a little, I mean, you know, hopefully you don't need it with your own kids, but sometimes you do, well, so I'm but gonna, you certainly need it with strangers. I'm going to ask this to Marjorie. I have a question for you, Marjorie. I know there's GPS tracking and all the stuff you put in your children's phones to track where there are the locations. You could track, you know, family phones and Apple, the little dots of GPS. This is a step further, but with so much horrible stuff that's going on out there. Is this something, Marjorie, in your mind? I mean, one, would you use it? Not that you need it, but would you use it? There's a clearly a need, especially if I say, hey, I've been kidnapped. I'm at the grocery store, mom, because some kidnappers next to me tell me to say that when I'm not. Is this something that you would use? And is this something that parents and schools would endorse to kids for this reason? Because there's so many filters on every screen your kids have. I feel like this is kind of like the gold standard of to really verify where your kid is and who's around them, especially kidnappings. If somebody lies and says your kids there or here, where is your opinion on this as a security tool, having kids and with Riker? Well, I think, you know, with kids and as they get into teenagers, I think that's when kids are more like, Hey, I'm here, but I'm really here. But on the even find a phone, kids are so tech savvy. They can turn that off in like, you know, a second. And so I think something like this, especially as, older kids because again when you're 11 you're you're probably gonna you know go where you say you're gonna go but you know for kidnapping for teenagers for things I think this is a great tool for parents because it's not overly intrusive it's like hey just send me you know like I trust you but you know just in case you know go ahead just to verify yeah just verify (laughs) verify. I don't trust your friends the thing (laughs) is it's not constant surveillance right yeah it's not like the other app she's taught where you're seeing every little place they go you're just saying I don't care what you do on your way there just let me know when you're there you know so it's kind of a a little extra bit of assurance that thing but it's still voluntary on the part of the kid to actually send you the video if they say Mm -hmm. no then you don't know where they are and they protect their privacy but then you know as a parent where what's going on. So technically, this is Marjorie DeHay certified security for kids. I mean, but I, I just I, I get like you said, Marjorie for older kids. Obviously, eleven year old is just going to yes, they rely on you to come pick him up. But I feel like from a security standpoint, honestly, Peter, I'll keep it aside. I mean, we get the Amber Alerts. We people are always calling. Now we see. Yeah. There's a people, if you're seeing somebody with a kid, and I don't know if this is fake news or not, but I feel like there's so much on there. And the, what was that thing that I know we've all seen where if a kid's walking, they've been kidnapped or in danger, and they knock you. And if you turn around, like, why did you bunt me? And they have three fingers up behind their back or something. That's a sign that, hey, I'm in trouble. This is my parent. Come get me. I've seen so much of the now. I don't know if that's fake news or if that's actually a legit security thing where I feel like something like this is such a tremendous thing. Hey, I'm a kid. If I don't call my mom, you know, they're going to da-da-da-da-da. Well, okay, fine. Call your mom in line and say you're here. I just feel like this is such a tremendous tool to put on your kid's phone, regardless if they're 8, 10, 11, 15, trustworthy or not, because I'm seeing so many more Amber Alerts and so much more just crime out there than ever before, the way society's going you're looking on hand signals and that was universal hand signals if a kid needs to understand if anything goes wrong to show it to a responsible adult. This has to be such a tremendous inroad that should be like standard. You know, we open up our phones. 
Apple, uh, Facebook automatically finished their automatic apps that are embedded in your phone. I feel like this should be one of those embedded security features on all phones on the OEM level because it is a safety security measure and not even a safety thing. Yeah. And, and Sarah, one thing that I just wanted to build on that, because I think you'll, you'll like this is that the problem, let's say you were in a, you're a kid in an abduction situation or something. And so you're like, okay, I'm taking a video of the guy. All right. Well, what have you done? You got a video of the guy on your phone and he's going to take that phone anyway. So you've got nothing and certify it, take a video of that guy and hold the phone long enough away from him, or maybe he didn't notice it, it's going to upload and he can take your phone away, but that video is already uploaded. And we could even have a panic button that would then send that video automatically to whoever was on the list. So these are the sorts of things that that this real-time video can do and why it's so important to get the video off the phone, right? So the main benefit we get the video off the phone is, is so you don't manipulate it and turn it into fake news. But the secondary benefit is that if you're in a situation where you need someone to see that video, it's the fastest way to get a video out before, say, someone takes your phone from you. I feel like yeah, I know, because Sarah, the video's talking... off your phone. Yeah. Sarah, you were talking about law enforcement, too. And this was also a big issue with the cameras and how they I know in George Floyd and these other things, there were all these videos coming up. And, you know, police officers are like, well, I have a body cam. But those in some cases have actually been cut short or manipulated, et cetera. So this seems like it's a huge benefit for actually the police to be like, hey, it's been verified. This is what actually happened. And versus, you know, all sorts of other angles and videos. So I feel like law enforcement could really use this. It's also the military. We could have these upload automatically. Yeah. It's also military because, you know, Marjorie and I have on the podcast and Global News Watch, a very well-known military intelligence and a a friend or two at the Rasteels. And they have these weird photos on their phones every now and then of kill shots. And when I talk to them at times, like, well, when we're out there in the field, I know when they took down Bin Laden, a lot of stuff in the Middle East, they have to shoot the photos or videos, unfortunately, and they have to send them back to headquarters to verify that that is a terrorist, that it is not just somebody pretending they're one. So I just feel like military law enforcement, I just feel like mm-hmm. terrorism, this would be maybe a safer world to live in if we use and leaned into the technology and use more smarter technology and AI that's available to everybody, not just to small subsects of military branches and stuff, because it's so secretive where this on a broader level could actually change the way we walk through the world. I have a feeling that in five or 10 years, we won't be moving physical video files around, right? I think it's all going to be moving to a valid, verified streaming architecture the way we're doing it. Just because one, the videos are going to become more and more massive as, as they become whatever we're up to, 8K. You know, phones will be supporting 16K video in five years or whatever. These files are so massive. And so I think you know, I just think there's, it's going to be always more efficient to stream something that big than it is to move that whole file. Just like if you're about to take the flight and you try and download a couple of Netflix videos before you get on the plane, uh, you know, that takes a long time and it doesn't make sense to move files when you can stream them. Yeah. Not with the internet we have today. I absolutely love it. And we are running out of time, but 
I just feel like I have so many more questions I want to ask. And there's so much more to this, but we're going to take a deep dive on certified part two because we are running out of time. Peter, for anybody who, this is available on Apple, Android, hopefully soon down the road. I know it takes a little bit longer or they could go directly to certifyit.org or dot .org. 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 And it's just certifyit.org. It, like certify, what is it, a verb and an object? Certify <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember my English. <laughs> certifyit.org. <laughs> Got it. And I would love to come back because we haven't even talked about I I have a fourth person with us here, which is or a fifth person, which is Chat GTP, which is a uh, AI. It'd be fun to come back and talk to you more about what's happening with deep fake video generators and text generators and chatbots like chat because this is this is going to be the story of 2023 if it isn't already 2022. Uh, you know what? I, I think Marjorie and I, I'm going to speak for us both. We definitely would love to have you back on for a part two. Actually, we had an amazing guy on our show a few seasons ago. He's Homeland Security, all about security and the technology. I think it'd be tremendous to have you guys back on because this is really the future of where we're going. And with elections and everything coming up, I consider this a formal invitation. We will schedule time to have you come back on. But until then, it's been so wonderful having you on, Peter. Where can people find you in the meantime before you come back on for part two? Sure. Just go to the App Store. There are lots of things with the name Certify in them. So look for Certify It, one word. Or it's even easier, go to the website certifyit.org and then hit one of the download links. It'll take you to the App Store. And then my name's Peter Sisson. I'm on LinkedIn. If any of you are interested in this business purposes or just want to learn more about it from me, you can just reach out to me on LinkedIn, Peter Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N. And there you go. And uh, certify with all this stuff, fake apps on Apple. It is the red thumbprint, like in the Mac securities, when you put your thumb on it as well as the the brand and look, which is brilliant. That's what the logo means. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we are certified part two of our podcast soon, but until then, Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show. Marjorie, so awesome. It's always so much fun co-hosting shows with you. This is Sarah Miller and Marjorie DeHay with Peter Sisson, and we'll talk to everybody soon and stay safe. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Axis Effect podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Axis Effect podcast on your favorite podcast provider. To learn more about the podcast or our guests, please visit theaxiseffect.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.